another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. What's up, Joe? What's going on, man? Oh, man, nothing. Nothing. I am so excited for tonight's episode. Oh, you are? Dude, I didn't want to... So, I don't... It's so hard for me to not text you. I know. Him, I and know. Just talk about the movie and, and like our first run through. We would do that often, and yeah. then, like when it was time to record, it's like, well, we already fucking said everything. You know, like I don't know what else to say. But so I, I try really hard, and I, I was honestly kind of nervous if this one would be hit or miss for you because I personally really, really had fun with it. Oh, I think this is wild. <laughs> I think this is insanity, and and then when you think about the production of it, it it, it had to have been the craziest shit in the world. I mean, dude, isn't Andy Sedaris a fucking hero? Like <laughs> this this guy just he needs so little, like in terms of a plot, right? He's just like. These guys are going to do something, and these people are going to try and stop them, and then there's just going to be tits and explosions, and, and that, and then people sign up for it. Like he's that's the American dream. Joe, the end of the movie when it happened, I was like, oh, was that was that the goal? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even sure if that was like I wasn't sure what the end goal was supposed to be. I'm not sure, well, dude, <laughs> what they were supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's so convoluted because because. You know, there's like a smuggling story, but then there's also a revenge tale. Yeah. Like, none of it matters, right? None of it fucking matters. Like, the end focuses on this mother-daughter relationship that I thought was a throwaway. (laughs) It was weird. And we talked about it in the live. uh, When they announced that that was mother and daughter... It honestly blew my mind. That, that, can't, that can't be real. And, and we looked it up while on the live because I was like, that can't be a thing. Uh, that lady's 24 years older <laughs> than the actress playing the daughter. That's crazy. She, she is amazing looking. She looks and actually looks, in my opinion, much better than the model. Who I mean, that's not that's saying. I don't wait. Is it not saying a lot or is that saying a lot? I don't know. They're both very attractive women. Like it, it's just wild. Yeah, they're I, I models. know what you're saying. They're models. Yeah, the, the daughter is very attractive, but the one playing the mom, like tw- to be 24 years older, like it's she looks insane. amazing. Yeah. yeah, she looks amazing. Oh um, boy! So this Andy Sedaris and and. You know, before we kick off this episode, let's we should probably plug some stuff. We are doing a live show Saturday night. Uh, tickets will be on sale by the time this drops at IHateHorror.com. You'll click the Buy the Live Show link. That's always on our site. Um, and you can buy tickets there for $15. Patreon members in the Mangle Expert tier, they get it for free, baby. Um, and we'll see you there. And we are doing um, another Andy Sedaris film. Hard ticket. I'm, I fuck this up every time. Hard ticket to Hawaii, right? Yes. Okay, maybe. Who knows? Um, it's by Andy. It's another film by Andy Sedaris. Probably, um, probably most well known. Most well known. That's what I was gonna say. 
And, and it's a well-known, and people always bring it up as like good bad movies. Right, right. right. And, and have you seen it requested before? a lot? No, never. I, I have not either. By the way, real quick, how many shots is too many shots? How many shots of alcohol? Yeah. Well, I mean, there needs to be some context. Like, if you're, you know. Like, in a drink. Well, what, in a mixed drink. Well, in a mixed drink? Yeah. Five? Like five? Yeah. Okay, I'm fine then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm at the limit. I should probably not. Anything less than three is just like, what's the point? You know, you just wait. No, no, I started with three. Okay. Yeah. And then I refilled. And added a you know some bonus some bonus juice. Yeah, that's how you do it. You 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 start at like the middle, and then you go way too high, and you're like what the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? Right? <laughs> every time, every fucking time. Oh my god! All right. Well, back to Andy Sedaris. Uh, this was remastered in HD on Amazon Prime. Is that where you watched it? I did. Um, by remastered in HD, they just mean like blown up and super fucking grainy. Uh, Sean, thank you, thank you, because because I said the same thing to Tina because she was like, "Is there something wrong with the stream?" Literally, it's literally just a movie. It's not remastered. They didn't restore shit. No, they just blew it up into fucking. They just zoomed in really big. Looks like absolute dog shit. Dude, the first line in the description is, in all caps, remastered in HD. I was like, oh, that's exciting. And it was not. It was not. You got Eric Estrada. You do. Oh, wait. Which, did I, did we finish I, our plug? Did we finish our plug for the no, page? Uh, uh, great question. <laughs> great question. You're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and then you started asking about shots. Uh, we're doing Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a Hard Ticket to Hawaii on Saturday. Um, we're taking o- the weekend off again. Uh, Joe is moving. Um, so so if you want to get a new episode next week, that's the way to do it is on Patreon. And if you're below Ma- Mango Expert tier, that Hard Ticket to Hawaii episode will be released as the Patreon bonus next week. Um, bonus episode, if you will. Um, and then we'll, we'll probably release something for uh, the masses, something from the Patreon archive um, for them to sink their teeth into for a week. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be super fun. I'm super excited about it. Um, it's always a good time. And this is, this will be the last, uh, the last one on the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the sunroom, the sun, the sunroom saga. <laughs> that chapter of my life will be closed. Thank God. Oh my God. Excited to see what the new house brings though. That'll be fun. Yeah, me too. Um, and then that's that's the only other announcement we have. All the merchandise should be out this weekend. Um, and thank you to everyone who copped. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it, it was great. It was it was awesome. I'll never make a sweatshirt again though. So congratulations to everyone that bought them. Shipping sweatshirts is a fucking nightmare. I dude. Oh, I, I don't even want to get into it. They're huge. I don't understand. I didn't understand that sweatshirts were gigantic and like took up so much space. For for packing them and shoving them off, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know nothing, <laughs> dude. You do all the legwork, dude. It took. It, <laughs> I had to buy these like giant fucking bags because they didn't fit. It was insane. It was insane. But anyway, I appreciate you all for buying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <clears throat> now we can talk about guns. We can talk about Andy Sedaris. I'm a little bit bummed out though because I feel like we're gonna talk about 
Andy heavily in this. And um, I would have loved to save some for the live show, but we'll find something to talk about. You know, it's, the live shows are a fucking mess and people love it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have... It doesn't matter. No. We're all over the place. Yeah, we are. Last time, we were saying in the IG chat, uh, I'm pretty sure last time we were reading Kid Rock song titles. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So Dude, we were... We were definitely listing John Travolta movies. We went through his entire film oh, yeah. catalog. <laughs> Again, not a way to sell the live show, but we, we for like 30 minutes, we went through his entire catalog and rated his movies. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, uh, Andy Sedaris. Yes. Dude, before Marvel came along, this guy had a cinematic universe. <laughs> he did. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> and this is the fifth installment in it. And, and dude, and it has all the same characters, but there's no like, <laughs> there's no like consistency as to who's a good guy and who's a villain. <laughs> they right. just kind of switch up each time. <laughs> and then like they'll sometimes even change their characters. And, and in this one, I knew that somebody replaced at one of the characters. Like somebody knew that, and I was like, "This is fucking insanity." <laughs> I listen, man. I want to watch all of his movies. I, I, I like. I need to. I need to see everything he's put out there. Yeah, and and his 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 universe is titled the Triple B uh, series, uh, which stands for bullets, bombs, and Depends on your mood, but babes or boobs. <laughs> um, and that's the title of his uh, his series here. It was later given the title Lethal Ladies. And lethal is an acronym, but there's no explanation of what it stands <laughs> for. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, my God. And it, it focused on the adventure team of secret agents and were mostly filmed in Hawaii. Which, like, dude, like, okay, so did we already, did we say that in this or the Patreon, how this guy is a hero? <laughs> we, we just said that. I just said okay. that. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was on Patreon hyping up this episode. Okay. This guy knew what he was fucking doing. And hopefully he's a good guy. I, I don't know whether or not he is. Hopefully he is. <laughs> but, like, oh, dude, if I'm making movies, uh, I'm going to be like, yeah, every one of them is going to be set in Hawaii. I mean, I mean in, in a filmmaker sense... He's a hero. Like, I know nothing yes. else about the guy, but yes, you're right. Dude chooses the, the greatest location and just wants to blow things up and show boobs. <laughs> what, what's the problem? Film 18 movies in Hawaii, so you're just there for six months out of the year every fucking year. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to fucking do that. Are you fucking nuts? Several ent entries in the series were merely produced by him and were written and directed by others. Although the series featured reoccurring characters, continuity between films was not a priority. I love the way sometimes Wikipedia is worded. <laughs> continuity between films was not a priority. Just be like, there was no continuity. <laughs> it made no sense. And it was common for an actress who played a villain and was killed off in one film to reappear in a subsequent film as a hero. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, so this one came out in 1990, right? Yeah, Dude, 1990. I thought 
like I, I know nothing about chips. And I was like, oh, Eric Estrada, he must he must have been writing like chips fame, and that's why they were like, hey, you got to be in our movie. Uh, no, chips premiered thirteen years before this. <laughs> oh my god, is that <laughs> true? Yeah, yeah, nineteen seventy-seven. Whoa, I did not know that. I assume that was like an eighty-five, eighty-six thing. Yeah, I thought it was. It would be way more recent too. So whoa, nobody nobody was checking this for Eric Estrada. <laughs> And uh, another name that they probably added after the fact, not not in the moment of filming, Danny Trejo. Yeah. Yep. Danny Trejo has a part in this. Uh, he gets Looks a lot of exactly screen time. exactly the same as he always has. <laughs> Dude, has not aged a day and still looks 200 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I would say he doesn't look old. He just looks like a, a sarcophagus. I mean, he has the most grizzled face of all time. So right. But it's not, like, a lot. it's not like, it's not like true age. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, it's he doesn't like have gray hair or anything. He doesn't it's just look like worn. A, he doesn't look like a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. He's worn. He's worn out. Man. Guy's been worn out for fucking three decades. Oh, my God. Well, he'll never be on the show. <laughs> Did you read about the role of Abe? Abe. I, b- I believe Abe is the magician guy. That Abe is the magician. I, I did not read about the role of Abe. I'm so right, excited. So, the so. smile on my face is enormous <laughs> right now. So the role of Abe was originally cast for a different actor. The actor Chuck McMahon, was in Hon- who plays Abe, was in Honolulu with his wife because he won an all-expense-paid trip to Hawaii on The Price's Wife. <laughs> on The Price's Right. Uh, the movie was shooting in his hotel, and there was a bunch of misunderstandings. So just he just kind of stumbled along and just appeared in the scenes. And then afterwards, when Andy Sedaris was editing it, he realized that this was not the guy that he had in mind to play this role. The guy just kind of the guy just kind of stumbled onto the set, and they rolled with it. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's fucking insane because he is not just in one scene. He is. In- <laughs> I read that fact before I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see this because this guy, <laughs> this guy must just be like stumbling on. He must just be a blowhard. He is like integral to the plot." <laughs> You know, he is like a he is like a, a part that 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 pushes the story along. <laughs> He's not the right actor, and they they claim Andy Sedaris never realized, or is it, it wasn't until the editing process that he realized he never cast Chuck McMahon, <laughs> and he which, never spoke to him on the set. <laughs> which yeah, which that's what I was about to say. How is that possible if you're directing a film? <laughs> that doesn't make sense if you're directing a film. How do you not speak to this guy? He's in so many scenes. Dude, there's another piece of trivia. It's on IMDb. And I actually, I want to give a disclaimer on this trivia because it almost seems too unbelievable. And I tried Googling <laughs> it and I, I couldn't find anything else about this guy. But they claim the bodyguard who's, you know, he's he's in a bunch of scenes. He's huge. He's huge. Uh, they claim he was a freshman running back and 
most people projected him going in like the first round to the Houston Oilers, and his agent was like, "Please do not take a part in this movie because you know <laughs> it's just like a small part." Yeah, and he refused, and he kicked through the door in that gym scene and tore his ACL. No, no, no <laughs> fucking way. No, fucking that's what it says. My <laughs> and it says he went to Canadian football after that, but he would have oh. been on the on the Oilers. That's like the saddest story I've ever heard. If that's true, <laughs> dude, blowing it on this movie. That's fucking devastating. But I googled, dude. I googled him, and I googled like 1990 uh, running backs. And yeah. I could not find anything, but uh, that's that's what it says. Oh my god! Here's what I'll here's what I'll chalk that up to. I feel like it's not true, but I'll chalk <laughs> it up to him telling people that. You know what I mean? And some guy talked to him at a con. He said that. And then it got written on IMDb. <laughs> I think you might. Dude, that, that, that makes sense. That, that sounds like something somebody would say, right? Like, oh, yeah, I was going to be in the NFL. And then I tore my ACL in that shitty movie. And that's why I don't make movies. And that's why I don't play football. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the guy, that, that guy, I, I feel like they miscast this entire movie. That guy is enormous and should have been an agent. And instead... Why do agents have bodyguards? Can you imagine if James Bond had a bodyguard that was like three times his size and just beat the shit out? What the fuck? What could it? What? That's so weird. Why would we do that? What? Agree. Downplaying the fucking the agents. Um, I also feel it was super weird that the women were the the main agents, right? Yes. I mean, I guess I should just save this for that scene, but I, I can't help it. The women were the main agents. Yeah, it seemed like for some reason they peddled the men as the main agents in other scenes. Dude, when they're giving out weapons and they're like, all right, men, take your weapons. And they take the biggest fucking pistols I've ever seen. And then they basically give the women like four noisy crickets from dude, men dude, in black. They can't... <laughs> During that scene, the women who, who, to your point, what you're saying right now, like, these are the heroes. The women are the heroes. And we know this because we've been watching the movie. And we know that they're the ones that are going to, you know, resolve this. They give them pea shooters. It's It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. And one of the guys is like, I'll take this. It's the biggest magnum I've ever seen in my life. 44 magnum. I don't even... I don't even know what those Asians' purpose were. Because when you first meet them, they're just, like, creeping in women's bathrooms and stuff. And, like, then you'll, you'll see them again, like, pop up at dinner just, just, like, being in the background. They're, like, they're like fucking... One of them owns an airfield, and it, it was unbelievable. The women are doing all the work. But even the women have... Everyone has a side job in this, which is very, like, G.I. Joe-esque in a way. Yeah, but it's weird because the, they gave the women agents like their day, like the men's day jobs were. Well, I guess only one of them we know. No, two of them. One was a magician, so that's ridiculous. But the other one owned an airfield. Uh, but the women's jobs were like singer, oil wrestling, singer, and two mud wrestlers. Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. So. The description of this is, uh, there was two descriptions. One comes via Amazon. One comes via Wikipedia. And for some reason, they're pretty different. Um, first one, South American gunrunner uses an island in Hawaii as his base of operations. A squad of beautiful government agents is sent to put him out of business. It's not really accurate, but that's okay. That's that's not accurate like, at all. He's not, dude. He's not using it as a spot of business. Like 
We He's pretty much just told them like meet there and like hey this is where we have to refuel. You yeah, know, like, we're in Hawaii. For, it's so weird. We're in we go to Hawaii and then they're like we got to go to Vegas. <laughs> Everything then proceeds to happen in Vegas. Um, <laughs> it's super fucking weird. Uh, and then the second one comes from Wikipedia and it says an international crime lord stages a brutal murder. To lure federal agents away from Hawaii in an attempt to smuggle weapons from China to South America via Hawaii. Which is also untrue. Because <laughs> <laughs> the murder is real, but it's an accident. And it's it's also weird because in the movie, the, the, the agents are like, oh, this is a fucking setup for us to go to Las Vegas. And they're like, yeah, but we got to go anyway, which makes no sense. But the, then it cuts to Estrada, who's like, oh, well, this kind of worked out for us. They're just going to come to Vegas. <laughs> what? What is happening? Like, that was not the plan. Like, it was not. St- it's so weird. Um, so neither of those are accurate. Uh, I wouldn't know how to describe this movie. I would say a group of. Like, are they? I guess they are agents. They've re- they refer to them as agents, but. I'd be hard pressed to, <laughs> dude. They would never refer to like what government agency they work for. Did you notice that there's no like we're FBI? They just call themselves <laughs> federal agents. Yes, I had no clue what what, what they were. <laughs> dude, to be es- honest, there's a lot in this movie that I, had. I just kind of rolled with it. It's es- like, whatever. Yeah, especially <laughs> the two women, um, the main ones. Oh fuck, uh, their names are Justice and Donna. Justice and Donna are are the, are two main female leads, and I think that's her name, right? Oh no, Nicole Justin. I thought her name was Justice. <laughs> All right, Nicole and Donna. Anyway, Nicole and Donna are our two main leads, and they at the beginning of this movie are dressed like. I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's almost like sheriff garb, <laughs> right? If you want to call it that. I mean, it is yes. it, it is the least uh, uh, effective. <laughs> I don't know what you, how, how do I say this? It's not practical clothing to fight crime in. It's, <laughs> it, it's like Daisy Duke shorts and cut off sleeve shirts, but they're like that tan sheriff color. <laughs> <laughs> It's not practical at all. Uh so we don't know really what they are, but we'll meet them. Um so do we wanna want to dive right into this? Let's let's do it. <clears throat> Dude, I thought it was a great title screen. I know that's like a I, we don't talk about that often. Uh when it when it popped up and like immediately, I was like, I'm sold. This is this movie's gonna be awesome. You know, there there you can learn a lot from a title screen too. And I think if you put money into the title screen it shows, and I'm way more interested. So many of these horror movies we do have these, like, fucking awful title screens with, like, this generic-ass music behind it. It's yeah. brutal. It's fucking brutal. This was a great title screen and insane quality. It, it was really good. It was, yeah. Probably, like, most of the budget. Yeah, probably. Uh, the only the only thing that did fuck me up was there's a opening. It's a lot of stock footage of, like, Las Vegas and Hawaii. The very first stock footage clip they used was so shaky that I almost threw up. And it only lasted, like, (laughs) three seconds. It was the shakiest fucking thing. I was like, if the whole movie is like this, I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) Fucking. 
But then after that, it was fine. But there was like a three second clip that it opened up with that I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> fucking shakiest thing. And we open up with a playmate dancing and singing. Yes, very busty. Oh, yeesh. It was. This is the bustiest film I think we've ever covered. <laughs> Boobs were a thing back then, huh? Like. That's all that mattered because there was no butts in this. Yeah, in the Sidaris verse, boobs are boobs are king. Not a butt to be seen. Not a butt to be seen. Well, um, there, there's some butts. There's some butts. Yeah, but they don't have butts, baby. Like no thick gals in this. T H I C C. Okay. They've all just got <laughs> fake boobs. I, I'm not. I'm not down with it. I'm not down with these gals. But listen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. They're they're gorgeous, but like, in the I, to me, it's in the fun '90s way. I I don't I, don't, I just don't get a I don't get a lot out of them. Okay, That's listen, it. I did. <laughs> don't, don't don't we we have a woman singing? She's singing. Don't play with guns. It ain't much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's our like James Bond esque title yes, in the, the song. Theme song. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, we cut to Estrada, who's uh, him and Trejo are connected at the hip. Yes, they're buds. They're buds. Um, and two guys breathing super heavily, who are like, "This is our big shot." <laughs> I thought they were going to be performers, but they are assassins. They're assassins. Um, and Estrada, they get in the car with Estrada and Trejo and they're, they're, Estrada says, my friends in Detroit recommend you highly, which I don't think is the way you say that. I think you say you've like, you're highly recommended by my friends in Detroit. I don't know. It sounded fucking odd to me. <laughs> and they're like, yes, sir. Mr. Degas. No, Degas. Degas. Yeah. Degas. And he's like, it's Degas. The S is silent. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. That's just not something like a mobster would say. Like he might correct them, but he's not going to be like the S is silent. Yeah, we know the S is. If it's the guy, we know the S is silent. <laughs> you just say one of those things. You don't say both. <laughs> um, <laughs> these I kind of love this scene because he, you know, he he says that he, they're they're highly recommended. And then he's like, how can you do this, like, make it clean and not messy? And they give the most detailed example, right? Like, right off the bat. And it's like, they talk for, like, two straight minutes. And he's just like, that's fucking idiotic. And, it, and when he said that, I was like, that, I don't know what you're talking about. Because that sounded like the best hit I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, except it wasn't, Joe. That that hit, that, well, for okay, maybe I misunderstood it. Because it is the most nonsensical story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> He's saying it as if we were there with him and we understand what he's talking about. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It must be like when we tell a random inside joke on the show. And we're like, why do people care about this? But he's telling the story as if we were there. And they blow a guy up with a fucking olive. And they're like, that's fucking clean. That, <laughs> that is so clean. You can do a fucking olive? That's what brilliant. A fucking mess. Uh, it's the biggest mess. And the- yep, yep, but, yep. But I'm saying, using an olive, if if you have that advanced method, 
to kill someone with an olive, you could fucking kill it. He said they were like three miles away monitoring. Okay, you know what? I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Because in my head, yeah. If I'm trying to pay somebody to murder someone, I'm like, please, like, do not leave any evidence that this was a hit or that, like, like, leave nothing that can be traced back to me. Like, oh, I could just fucking kill him with an olive in his salad. Do it. I don't care if it blows them up. I don't care if it poisons them. Just fucking put the olive in his, his salad, and and that's it. That's brilliant. Yeah, you're right. And, and also, like, there's no witnesses or anything. And then Estrada's like, "What are you two fucking idiots?" And then he's like, yeah. "Use these two fucking guns. <laughs> huge, huge ass guns. <laughs> Doesn't want to mess." Which they're huge guns, and then he's they're using twenty two caliber, which is like not that big of a size, and, and it's just like a weird, it's a weird thing. And they make sure to tell us what caliber it is later. One of the women's like twenty two caliber. It's like oh, it's like smaller than nine millimeter. It, it would fucking baby scratch him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude. And that, well, the weird part was, uh, the, the, we see a bullet hole in the in the first victim, and. It was actually a little bit alarming how realistic it was because it was just the 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 hole. Like if you've ever seen like a real fucking bullet wound, like it looked like one. It fucking kind of freaked me out. <laughs> I didn't like it. I like seeing a big mess. But don't worry, the rest of the kills in this are insanely fucking idiotic <laughs> and over the top. So it doesn't matter. Um, Estrada gives them two guns though, and it's like you have to do it this way. We get a clip of our two leading ladies, Donna and I've already forgotten her name because I thought her name was Justice, Nicole. Donna and Nicole running on the beach. And they also dress, like I said, like uh, like kind of like park rangers, uh, <laughs> sheriffs with, with giant cowboy boots and Daisy Dukes. <laughs> and it's a little odd. It's a little odd. And the hitmen get right to town, man. The hitmen get to work. Um, the setting is Molokai in Hawaii. Yes. Right. And these women are law enforcement. We don't know what kind yet. Um, and it turns out Estrada wants to kill one of them. Right. And and he sees her at a dress shop. <laughs> and the dress, the, the store owner is like, this is a one of a kind dress. You should try it on. And she's like, okay. So she tries it on. Estrada sees her and is like, tells the hitman, the girl in the green dress wearing the yellow leg. Because the girl gave her a yellow leg, too. And then the next scene, dude, I love this movie. This movie is so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. So Estrada's like, killer, green dress, yellow leg. And they're like, on it. Big swerve, cut to the cut to the store. Another woman walks out in a green dress, and the woman's like, one of a kind. And they're like, oh. And then she takes off her yellow lay and puts it on that girl. <laughs> this innocent bystander who's like, thank you so much. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, that's all going on in Strata's. Dude, in a movie like this, honestly, thank you, Andy. Because that explains like the old switcheroo very well. Hey, I'm fine with it. It's better than most things we watch. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Now, uh, what's not better is uh, this This poor girl goes to a restaurant, and these two hitmen are coming after her, right? Uh, they dress as women, which which, which they'll do the throughout the movie, movie which I would argue is 
like more of a distraction for it. Like if you're a hitman, you want to draw as little attention to you as possible, right? And, and, and that's not a comment. Like like that's not a comment on people who, who you know dress like that. These guys stick out like fucking sore thumbs. I've never seen people more obviously up to no good than these two guys. I've also never seen just men in dresses. Like they're not misdoubt firing this, but by, by any means, they're just slipping on a dress and like a wig, and they're like they've still got five o'clock shadows and like they're just talking in their voice. They're not behaving like women. They're acting like themselves. It, it could not. Especially in this scene, it could not have drawn more attention to them. And the kicker to it is they walk into the restaurant and they, sh- they shoot this lady, right? And they shoot the guy that he's that he's with, who, by the way, dies slower than anybody I've ever seen. That guy, <laughs> that guy gives the performance of his lifetime getting shot. It's fucking ridiculous. And then they shoot someone else. And then they casually walk into the woman's bathroom after they make the hit. <laughs> They change in the women's bathroom and walk out as men, as not to draw attention. After after killing three people and everybody up in arms being like, where did those ladies go? Oh, was- walk into the women's bathroom, which everybody can see. The women's bathroom is attached to the building that they just fucking shot these people in. And then, like you said, they walk out as men. And, be like, and they both have identifying tattoos on their hands. My favorite thing, <laughs> my favorite thing, too, is everyone makes sure to be like, it was two women. Like we- Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> we saw it with our own eyes. It was definitely- And you can see that, dude, you can see that cop, like, Trying to connect the dots, being like, "Well, I saw those two guys." Dude, like, that was it keeps crazy. flashing on the tattoo. <laughs> they like they solve the crime pretty effortlessly. There. <laughs> right there, yeah. <laughs> Which rightfully so. <laughs> These two guys walked out of a woman's bathroom carrying duffel bags of what you can assume is like you know an arsenal of weapons. Yeah. And they kill that innocent girl and her innocent boyfriend. And they leave the calling card, which is a jack of diamonds with the words written on it for for Donna. I'm sorry. I love this movie so much. It's so fucking idiotic. And like, don't, dude, imagine killing federal agents, trying to kill federal agents and being like, I want them to know who it was. <laughs> After this guy gave a huge spiel about making things clean. Dude, dude I don't want <laughs> anyone point? to know. <laughs> I don't want anyone to know it was me. Also, can you please leave my name and address on the body? <laughs> my business card. Here, here's my phone number. They can reach me anytime. <laughs> That'll show them. Oh, my God. Uh, our ladies show up for at the scene of the crime. Um. And some dude, someone in the background is just screaming, oh no, <laughs> like the entire three minutes of this fucking scene. It's honestly gave me a headache. She's screaming, oh no, over and over. Um, and thankfully, uh, Nicole pieces this all together really fucking quick because she saw the guys go into the bathroom. She saw the hand tattoo. She's like, hey man, this is it. And, and we're on the move. <laughs> She's like, let's... The, she knows where they're going for some reason. The guys get in a helicopter. They fly away. And then these two women, they're like, oh, shit, they're in a helicopter. And you're like, okay, that's the end of this scene. Nope. They, they get into a fucking airplane and start chasing them by 
by plane. A plane helicopter chase scene. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And also, again, what exactly is their position where <laughs> where they are expert like aircraft flyers? I, I mean, I guess that would be called a pilot aircraft. Uh, <laughs> where they are expert pilots also? It is crazy. Yes. Dude, the chase scenes in this movie are fantastic. Also, the fact that nobody can seem to ever chase down a motorcycle is alarming throughout this entire movie. The chase scenes, yeah, the chase scenes are all bizarre. Also, the chase scenes always end up with somebody trying to shoot a, a, a plane with a gun. Shoot an airplane with a handgun. <laughs> it happens on more than one occasion. Every time it cracked me up. It's not even like, you know, if they had like a... You know, a semi-automatic or something. It, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Dude, At least it's pistol. like an effort. This is like a little pistol. <laughs> Trying to shoot an airplane down. <laughs> Funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and and we'll also find out they they all readily have access to fucking rocket launchers at any time, and they still insist on bringing pistols with them to shoot down aircraft. And the rocket launcher, dude. They have rocket launchers everywhere, and for some reason, the end scene, it honestly pissed me off when that guy kept being like, we don't need that. What? Why? Why? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, It was so fucking weird. Uh, And by the way, there's so many prop aircrafts in this. Like, there's no one's driving anything that looks safe. At one point, they're driving, they're flying a, what appears to be like a experimental aircraft, right? Like it's it's like triangular <laughs> Sean, and backwards. I, Sean, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. I've never seen never seen anything like that in my entire life. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> That's like the shit John Denver died in. I mean that like he he built like he they had these weird experimental aircrafts that you could build. And that's what he fucking died in. Weird shit like that. Never seen anything yeah. like it. And for some reason in this movie, they're using it and shooting guns out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So they radio some guy named Shane uh, who looks and also acts like the cop in Twin Peaks, which is not a compliment. Um, you, the cop, the main cop. What's his name? Dale? Dale, Dale Cooper? No, 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 no. The, the Like the town cop. Oh. He wasn't a great actor. Oh, I can't think of his fucking name. Yeah. I can think of his Bobby Briggs. <laughs> well, it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Briggs and Big Ed. That's all, that's Bobby all Briggs freaks me out. Michael Antkeen, Sheriff Harry. Harry Truman. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Harry S. Truman. <laughs> the fucking guy. Harry is true. I love David Lynch. Remember when I hated David Lynch? And then, I still hate David Lynch. And then I watched everything of his, and now I'm like, now I've reversed course. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Because I'm a fucking asshole. Harry is true. Harry is great. Oh man! All right. So he he radios this guy Shane. Shane owns the airplane place but is also the head of this secret agent squad <laughs> um and uh they're flying to vegas uh 
and we get our first glimpse of uh, women kind of undressing for no reason. Um, they're flying to Vegas and they're taking their clothes off. No nudity though. And for a minute, I I thought I was like, oh wait, maybe this guy just likes you know women with big breasts. Maybe it's not necessarily a a, a lot of nudity, right? Yeah, that changes. Immediately, right? <laughs> Instantly. The next fucking scene where everyone's just sh- literally showing their breasts for no reason. The character Edie, right? That, <laughs> yeah, that's what we, that's what we see here. Dude, she's being told about Hawaii and like this whole plan, which. I, do they even tell us what her role is at this point? No, this and guy that's shows why it was up super he's confusing. Just, <laughs> this guy shows up with his bodyguard and he's like, Edie, they need us to come to Hawaii. Like, they need us to do this. And she just keeps talking over him. It's honestly infuriating. About the microphone. Dude, he keeps repeating the same thing, and then she just keeps talking over him. He's like, I feel like you're not even listening to me. And for no reason at all, she has her shirt off. And she's like, I'm all ears. (laughs) And it it just, like, freezes on her boobs. (laughs) Which is so funny. Like, what a stupid joke. I'm all ears. And then just showing her breasts. (laughs) Dude, and also, I I thought they were dating. I mean, they still might have been. I don't even dude, know. Dude, we're, I, I honestly have no clue. Because during that scene, the bodyguard, his back is towards her. And the other guy is facing her. You know, talking to yes. her. And when she shows out with her boobs, the bodyguard, like, turns around. And is like, ugh. And the guy smacks him in the shoulder. And he's like, don't you stare at it. But I don't know if they are dating. I swore they kissed at the beginning. But there are a couple couples in this film. But I don't think they were one of them. I, I honestly don't either. Yeah, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Anyway, so she shows her boob. <laughs> but that's, dude, that's like the that's like the most prime example of gratuitous nudity. There's no need for her um, to dude, show her it, boobs. It was. It really was. And so is the next. This was like, okay, so the, this is essentially the uh, the Armageddon like roundup scene, but for, but for the Triple B series. <laughs> I guess if you've been invested in the Triple B series to this point, this is the fifth film in it, uh, you'd be like, oh, shit, the gang's back together. (laughs) Uh, Being my first installment, I did not have that reaction. You know that Armageddon scene where it's like the Jason Markle Clark dunking on a fucking motorcycle? It's a fantastic comparison. (laughs) It's the same shit, except there's just boobs everywhere. Every person they try to round up is just topless, being like, mm, look at these breaths. Dude, the next scene involves the cop and, and the bodyguard. Is he a cop? I, I don't even know what he is. Sure. But the, the agent and the bodyguard. Yeah. Showing up at some dive bar and two girls oil wrestling, which, not even mud wrestling. Like, what the fuck is oil wrestling? <laughs> which is like Looks rolling. Looks dangerous as fuck. Dude, it did, dude, dude, the first move that is put... <laughs> Like on the other girl, her head, I not only hits like I don't want to call it a mat, but there was like a lump there too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because like knocked her teeth on the floor. <laughs> I mean, she gets fucking slammed, and and we watch them wrestling, and then it's like a legit wrestling match because the other girl gets pinned, and then she gets up and spits on her opponent for <laughs> cheating, and then it appears they're friends after that. Oh, like, yes, they are a hundred percent. Um, did you catch their names? Uh, refresh my memory. Uh, it's written on the back behind them. It's Kyler Kim. K-Y-L-L-E-R. K-Y-M. And, 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 and Hugs or something, right? Hug, dude, 
This is the funniest name I've ever heard in my life. I can't believe somebody wrote this down and was okay with it. Hug Huggins. (laughs) (laughs) Hug Huggins. Oh, my God. Um, Also, I've never been more disgusted by an audience in my life. The audience at this show is fucking disgusting. It is, but also... Who else would be at at a bar watching that? I mean, that's true. <laughs> but, like, also, these women are also secret agents. For <laughs> Do we that's, that's a, there's no reason. <laughs> Dude, you can't be paid that poorly as a secret agent. That you have to do that every day during the daytime, right? <laughs> which brings up the second gratuitous nudity shot, which is um, these women showering by themselves. <laughs> these women showering by themselves. They're not even talking to the agent who's come to recruit them. Uh, Dude, showering by themselves. I wrote down this line, and I never write down lines in movies. Because, first off, first off, the other girl just spit on her. <laughs> I would fucking murder anybody that spit on me. Are you kidding me? That's like the, the most disgusting thing you could do to me. But, but then they're showering together, like almost touching. And, yeah. the, and she goes, my, my boyfriend doesn't want me to oil, oil wrestle anymore. He doesn't think it's dignified. And the other girl goes, knew there's a blowjob, but does he complain about that? And then, for some reason, the agent and the bodyguard are in the bathroom, and they don't know that. And they're just listening to them having a conversation, and they both just, like, <laughs> like look at each other and raise eyebrows, like, <laughs> But it cracked me up, too, because, like, like that woman has a point, right? I mean, I know you and I have talked privately about, like, blowjobs are fucking, like, like, we feel bad for women for having to do that shit, right? She's totally right. It's, like, the least dignified thing to do ever. But, but these guys, like, look at each other and are like, oh, yeah, she got a point. <laughs> and that's the end of the dude, scene. That's how dude, they that, recruit dude, her. Sean, that's not even how I interpreted that. Because that would, that, I would honestly be okay if they look at each other like, oh, she has a point. I... I interpret it as they, they just heard the word blowjob and they're like, Ooh. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, don't. And, 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 and you're right. That's the end of the scene. Nothing comes from it. Also, why are they, why are they in there? Why, why are those two men agents in that, that locker? Oh, my God. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Oh, man. Uh, we learned a little bit about Donna and Nicole. Um, I, I really didn't understand what Eric Castrato was saying. He was just like, they interrupt my business. <laughs> I don't know why. It was something with like Donna brings crates to another island and that <laughs> fucks up my business. I don't, I don't. <laughs> also, his girlfriend in this, uh, Eric Castrato's girlfriend, is just begging to murder people for some reason. She's like, oh, can't I murder the next person? <laughs> And Eric Estrada's like, not right now, honey. <laughs> like, next one. Like, what the fuck? This is fucking bizarre. <laughs> oh my god. I just thought about I just thought about her her final scene. Oh my god. <laughs> one of the most incredible scenes of all time. <laughs> so stupid. Um Oh, and Eric Estrada and then after she begs to have uh, murder people, they have sex. And I was so afraid I was gonna see Estrada's like balls are asshole. And I was Dude, Eric Estrada's sex scene is not something I was expecting. <laughs> Neither was I. And I, wa- I, wa- I did not. I, I did not want it to get more gratuitous than it was. But thankfully, uh, our boy Andy Sedaris is on the case. There's no chance he's ever going to allow for male nudity on the set of his films. 
Dude, it's so funny that there was a legitimate sex scene, and that arguably showed the least amount of nudity <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Any scene where a man is involved with a woman, it almost has the the least amount of nudity. It's only when women are alone or by them or like with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sidaris. <laughs> oh my god, he has a vision, man. He has a vision. Uh well. The gang ends up going to Las Vegas. The whole crew. They they round them up. They go to Las Vegas. Somehow the hitmen know this. And they're flying in that insane plane that we were talking about. Um, and this... They... <laughs> oh, wait. No, this isn't the hitmen. This isn't the hitmen. This is just two of Estrada's crew members um, that do this. And they shoot the plane out of the sky with a ballistic... <laughs> like a ballistic missile launcher... That looks like a black cat firework, like fucking two for one special. <laughs> like it's just got four Roman candles on it and the fucking blows this helicopter out of the sky. But because of this, they're stranded in the desert until the most random scene in the movie happens. When some guy dressed as a race car racer driving a 1950s sedan shows <laughs> up. A 1950s sedan covered in stickers. Dude, he's wearing a fucking helmet. He's wearing a helmet. It's probably the safest car in the world. It's made of, like, solid metal. It's just an old sedan. <laughs> and he's like, need a lift? And they're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> that's the end. That's it. This is all we get. Uh, we, get we also get a monologue about London Bridge in Las Vegas. Which is funny. So it's so unnecessary. And he's also like, the construction of this bridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a replica of the London Bridge. Clearly not to scale. It's the smallest bridge I've ever seen. And they're like, the. he's talking about it like the real London Bridge. He's like, Ugh, construction took 14 days. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And he's like, this is the kind of teamwork we need. And we have a whole gang. It's like, um, it's truly like an 80s, like, I don't know what you would call it. Like, just a a massive agency, right? Where it's just tons of people, tons of specialties, uh, all together coming down to bring the bag, coming to bring the bad guys down, right? Yes. They're sharing their intel with each other and they start planning what appears to be the worst investigation in the history of the world. They're like, okay, I'm going to meet the attorney general. And then somebody's like, I'm going to go to all the drag bars in town. What? What? The, 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 the hit men were not <laughs> The hitmen were dressed as women to avoid detection. <laughs> What, what, dude, Sean, Sean, you're blowing my mind right now because that's 100 percent true. The, they're not drag queens, right? No, they would they would not be frequently frequenting a drag bar. They did it to blend in for some reason and avoid detection. But then, they, but then they show up at the drag bar. They catch them at the drag bar, <laughs> and that's not the last time that they will be dressed in drag in this movie i don't understand it because they are not there there's no there is no evidence that they are drag 
they are in drag ever or, or prefer drag or anything. They they were just doing it for the job, but they just keep dressing like <laughs> like you can only kill it. women dressed as women. Yes. That's like yes. that's what it is. <laughs> Fucking so <insane>. stupid. <laughs> so they're investigating drag bars. That's one of their things. Then this one lady's like I'm going to watch everyone at the casino and figure out who's a new face. Yeah, because, you know, Las Vegas, not that many people there. You'll be able to stick out like a fucking sore thumb. Dude, dude, town. Every, build, dude every building in Las Vegas is a casino. <laughs> and watching people at the casino. She's like, I'll, I'll figure out who the new people are in town. Like, what? There's 8 million new people a day, probably. Most insane idea I've ever heard. She's not even from that town either. And then the magician is like, the magician who somehow got cast by accident is, <laughs> is like, yeah, I'll check these guys that got arrested. <laughs> well, we go to the magician first and thank fucking God, because this might be one of the craziest scenes <laughs> we've ever talked about. And the fact that this man is not an actor makes it even better. So, so he he is an actor. Oh, okay. Uh, he was he was in other movies. He just wasn't supposed to be in this one. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's terrible regardless. But <laughs> um, the, Dude, this scene is so fucking ridiculous. It's out. It is the most out of control scene I've ever seen. And, and the writing, the dialogue, is the most unnatural, weird shit I've ever heard in my life. Do, Everything this guy says is unnatural. And also, <laughs> the fact that this dude, this scene it has a flashback is oh the shittiest flashback. Dude, it's the shittiest flashback. Dude, it, it, it did nothing. He could have just kept talking. And, and the flashback like stops short of showing you exactly what happened to. It's like the most useless flashback I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and also I love that the flashback um, portrayed his brother as just like another fat guy with... Glasses. <laughs> like Wait, I, was it not? Was it not just him, dude? I thought it was him, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, is this him?" And then I was like, "I don't know." And then he was like, "That was my fucking brother." <laughs> also, that was way better acting than him. He's like, "That's not my brother." <laughs> it was my brother. <laughs> so the magician goes to the police house. He's questioning the gun runners. And, and and honestly torturing them, really, really. These, <laughs> these two men are in police custody. And his performance is so bad and weird that it seems like he he honestly seems like a serial killer in this scene. He, so that's really he, funny that you say that because I thought that was I thought he was gonna be the villain, like the secret <laughs> villain. He's a fucking magician who performs magic acts to like torture and trick people. <laughs> he he is sadistic in this scene. Like, he's just like, all right, so uh, what can you tell me about... Uh, first question, right? First question out of the gate. Not even like... We are not. We haven't been at it for that long. Sure. He tells them they're going to play 20 questions. He's like, I'm going to ask you 20 questions, and you're going to answer them. <laughs> and he just keeps being like, you're going to lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sadistic. He's, he, and he's, he says... He, he, he's like, uh, you know... 
tell me about uh, Eric Estrada. And they're like, we don't know, man. And he's like, oh, that's not good. And then fucking whips him across the face with, I don't even know. Was it a sword? Just a metal fucking wand? It doesn't matter. It's fucking slicing these guys' faces open. <laughs> They're like, oh, please. <laughs> He's like, and then he goes, uh, what's the difference between a terrorist and a magician? You can negotiate with a terrorist. And, and then he proceeds to shoot two men. <laughs> In handcuffs, in police custody, away with a fucking shotgun. Because <laughs> he gives them two pistols, and, and that, that's his alibi. He's like, what? he shoots, blows them away with a shotgun, and he comes out, and he's like, well, you uh, should have patted them down better. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm a federal agent, not a street cop. Like, that makes a fucking difference. Also, dude, you that's pat that's down. exactly what he says, and it's the most bizarre. The cops are like, oh, my God, what happened? And he's like, I'm a federal agent, not a cop. I'm like, what do you expect? I was like, what? <laughs> and he just walks out and puts his sunglasses on. It's one of the most crazy performances I've ever seen. It's- also, ha- having those two guys having killed his brother means nothing to anything. Like, wh- why did that happen? <laughs> it-, it connects no dot. Joe, and also my favorite thing about this was at this meeting where everyone was together... The only thing I took away from it was the guy was like, listen, no personal vendettas. <laughs> like, we do this clean. We do this the right way. Literally, everyone is just murdering other people because of personal vendettas. Starting with this guy. Every single person does this. <laughs> this guy's like, you killed my brother. Now I'm gonna... These guys had viable information for, for you. <laughs> Oh, dude, we, we didn't even mention that when he first walks in, both criminals are like, who the fuck is this guy? And they keep saying, dude, they, they must have said it like three times. And then the guy immediately goes, do you know who I am? And it cuts back to them being like, uh, no, just <laughs> fucking asking. <laughs> so the next scene, I, I don't know what happened. I, I honestly don't know what happens, but one of the... Je- <sighs> Nicole, this this agent Nicole, um, it appears her her like everyone seems to have like a little bit of a specialty or or some type of niche. You know what I mean? Nicole is just railing this blonde guy in every fucking scene, uh, including this scene, which is just a gratuitous again boob shot where she's laying on a motorcycle. This this guy, this blonde doofus, straddles her and is just rubbing her boobs <laughs> in the sunset. <laughs> Dude, it's the widest motorcycle I've ever seen. Dude, it, I never it, thought you I never thought you could have sex on a motorcycle. You, you can't. And, and he's just <laughs> rubbing her boobs like like in the least Missionary. sexy manner ever. Dude, at least like doggy style on a motorcycle, you can like bend over or something. They're having missionary sex on a motorcycle. <laughs> but like, honestly, he his his pelvis is at her belly button. He's just straddling her. It's bizarre. And he's just mashing her boobs up and she <laughs> there's no way that feels good. And that's a whole ass scene, man. That's a whole ass scene in this movie. It's so unnecessary. Um now we go to the drag bar, the next part of the uh, the next phase of the recon. Um, 
which again, we were like, why would they be there? But the hitmen are. <laughs> the hitmen are in drag. Uh, the agents are in drag. Uh, and nothing happens. Oh, oh, oh. We forgot to mention that, um, right before the police, the magician interrogation scene, we, we find out that one of, <laughs> one of the ladies is the mother of the other one. Oh, right. What, wait. Has that happened yet? Yeah, it happened right before the uh, oh, magician scene. okay, all right. I don't know why I skipped over that because because for some reason one of the other agents is like that. <laughs> I forget what he calls it. He calls her a name. He's like is a real mother, and she's like, "Oh, that is my mother." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane. So and and that's the district attorney, or no, yes. the attorney general. <laughs> the attorney general <laughs> is her mom. And they have a conversation that basically results in the mom being like, why don't you have fucking kids? And her being like, her being like, well, we're not all cut out for the job. And the mom goes, tell me about it. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Did you just confess to being a bad mom? This is supposed to be like. This is supposed to make the end be a payoff to that relationship, and, and it's not. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get to... Oh, well, fuck it. At the end, the mom, for whatever reason, is like, where'd you learn that? And she's like, dad. And they both smile at each other. And I'm like, what the fuck? the fuck does that mean? So, I guess relationship not fucking fixed. It wasn't like, I learned it from you, Oh yeah, yeah. That would have that would have that would have made sense. <laughs> I learned it from dad, and they both just smile at each other. <laughs> oh boy! All right, um, we're watching the casino. Uh, oh, wait, what is this note? Oh, right. The next part is the people watching the casino. The lady who was like, "I'm gonna watch everyone that walks into the casino." Well, that pays off really quickly. Within five minutes, she's like, look at Estrato. <laughs> I was like, wow, that fucking worked out pretty well. She's like, he's a high roller. Estrada, though. By the way, that magician killed those two guys behind closed doors in a police headquarters. And for some reason, everyone knows this magician is the guy that killed them. <laughs> Estrada's like, is that the guy that killed our dudes? And Trejo's like, yup. And he's like, he tells the girlfriend, he's like, you know what? Now's your time to shine, baby. (laughs) And shine she does. It's my favorite kill of the whole. Shine she does. But wait, before we get to her kill, we have two ninjas uh, (laughs) breaking into a gym where the agents are working. Well, well, before you before you get there, it is it is important, believe it or not, to the final scene to note that this magician's doing a magic trick, and there's there's a trap door in this casino because he puts the girl in that you know that's encasement, true. A which, which usually, dude, dude, usually you would like stick knives through it and stuff. <laughs> literally, literally, he just opens the trap door, so she's not there anymore. She could have just walked out the back. <laughs> I don't think he even opens it to the crowd. It's like she's not in there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shittiest trick, dude. <laughs> fucking Vegas, <laughs> Vegas magician doing that shit. But yeah, it is important because because that button on the floor comes back into play. Yeah. But yeah, now we have ninjas for some reason. Two ninjas show up. 
Um, they beat the shit out of an agent. They lock the bodyguard in a closet. <laughs> so I guess he's not that great of a bodyguard. Um, the ninjas are got the upper hand on him. One of the ninjas, of course, you know, as ninjas do, says, Hiya! <laughs> and is interrupted by Donna, who goes... Says... <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you say it. You can do it. You can do it. You do the honors. He goes, hi, out my ass. And, and shoots him with an enormous magnum. Fucking blows him away. Blows his fucking guy away. Hi, out my ass. <laughs> Written by my dad. <laughs> uh, um, Nicole's still fucking that blonde agent in the next scene, but... <laughs> Again, she's like the only one not doing anything, and she's really in the middle of all of this. Yes. <laughs> all right. Oh, but her fucking that guy leads to Estrada killing the uh, the the magician because they go off fucking, and the eight, the 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 girlfriend Estrada's girlfriend's able to slip onto the yacht and kills the magician's girlfriend or wife. Yes, he sh- he sh- she shoots her. Shoots her. But the magician, oh magician, dude, the magician is away from the boat. He's like fish. Dude, he's fishing like an idiot. He's also so far away from the boat that there's no way that his girlfriend would ever hear him. But he's, no. he's still yelling back and forth, be like, "Oh, look what I got for dinner." He's barely like, "I'm gonna need another beer. <laughs> we got a fish fry tonight." He's caught two of the smallest fish I've ever seen. <laughs> Sean, those are literally the, <laughs> the two smallest fish that you could ever possibly catch. Two fucking perch. But she does hear him, and she sends a beer over to him via, you know, remote-controlled boat. Like a, like a, like a little kid's toy boat right. that could only handle a beer. And she, and she sends it over to him, and he, he gets the beer. He sends it back. And then Estrada's girlfriend shows up, shoots the girlfriend in the back of the head. And you're like, oh, okay, right. she's going to shoot this guy now. No, she, she sends over another beer on that little mini boat. And when he picks it up, there's a fucking grenade underneath it. And it causes the biggest explosion I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the best scene of all time. The, the, the remote control boat. The, dude, a can of beer would sink that boat. <laughs> a can of beer on top of a grenade would win 100%. <laughs> that boat's not good. Fucking little RC boat in 1990. <laughs> There's like those boats that you build for those races that you do in Absolutely. <laughs> like the 1950s. Joe, and, and like, <laughs> dude, I remember getting RC cars in like the the mid-90s, not even 1990. And like the battery held a charge for like three seconds. It was dog shit. They were awful. Uh, there's no way this boat fucking works. But anyway, he grabs the beer and the beer tab is connected to the... <laughs> grenade pit <laughs> and fucking the magician pulls it and he's like oh shit <laughs> oh, I love it which also there was so much time between him pulling it he's just looking at the beer and like down at the grenade and then back at the Ooh? beer like, honestly just throw the, the fucking away. grenade in the <laughs> lake Johnny, he's not dude, the grenade is in the little boat it's not in his hand <laughs> he has the beers in his hand <laughs> just fucking roll over and you'll be out of the grenade's way. It's gonna blow up in the water. Oh, that's fucking insane. Um <laughs> we reconvene at the dead magician's boat. Everyone's there, and everyone's so pissed that the magician's dead. 
Oh, also they've kidnapped the uh, attorney general, a.k.a. Donna's mom. The mom, which which is funny because she also has a bodyguard. And (laughs) they abduct her in front of the bodyguard. And I've never seen that guy. (laughs) His delayed reaction couldn't have been scripted. I honestly just think it's that guy because he was so old. And they abduct her and he's like, hey, uh, wait a minute. (laughs) And like fumbles for his gun to pull out and he immediately gets shot. I hope it was her real bodyguard. (laughs) Like set security, <laughs> totally. It inept. might have been. <laughs> it's fucking useless. Uh, it is said that Andy uh, Andy Sedaris used local people constantly, like people who were just around and just like threw through them. Shut up, shut up. That guy probably had no clue he was in a movie. <laughs> like I was probably just standing there and they, he saw some woman get grabbed. He's like, hey, what's happening here? We cut to Estrada, who's got the uh, attorney general locked up. Um, Like, this is where it gets to be, like, a really, like, not a really bad movie. But, like, there's just moments where you're like, oh, God. Like, who the fuck wrote this? Because Estrada's like, hey, you might know me as the Jack of Diamonds. We've literally never heard that. But now it makes sense why you're leaving the fucking cart around. (laughs) Because you're like, dude, there's scenes where people are like, why the card? And he's like, ooh, what's it to you? Like, dude, your name's the Jack of Diamonds. Everyone should know that. Like, you're the biggest king. Why are people not calling you that? Right, right. And all of a sudden he's like, ooh, you might know me as the Jack of Diamonds. (laughs) And and then he actually like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Anyway, Estrada starts raping the attorney general, which he's already a bad guy. I don't think we really need this scene. Right. And the fucking and the attorney general is like, oh no! Which, like, by the way, fair reaction, but like, oh my god, like, no, not what I signed up for for an Andy uh, Sedaris film. Agreed, but also during the scene, Estrada is like, oh, and by the way, I'm the one who killed your husband, and it's like, he's like, and business is never personal, except this time it is. Like, <laughs> I don't even get it. You've already killed the guy. What the fuck's your problem? Yeah. He's he's a conflicted man. He does not know what's happening. Uh, and then this is when we get the gun distribution scene where they're like, all right, everyone take a gun from the set. Women, uh, here. Here's a gun. It's about three inches long. Uh, men, take the biggest gun you can. I did love uh, Edie. Edie went rogue, though, right? They're like, where's Edie? And they can't find her. And one guy's like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Which is weird. Uh, And she has gone to kill the girlfriend of Eric Estrada. Yes. Which I thought would have been like an unsuccessful mission. (laughs) You know, the way they're building it up. and, And, you know, just how most action movies work. You think like she dies in vain trying to kill her, and you know they'll get her back. No, she just fucking blasts this woman, <laughs> but not Which, before but, playing magic tricks. Sean, Sean, she does not play a fucking magic trick. Estra- <laughs> for, for, first of all, Estrada's wife, we get butt and boobs from her for for no reason. She's just getting into a tub, which she does not need to be doing. But <laughs> this girl, the. Edie shows was it Edie? Is that, yeah, is that her Edie, name? Edie. She shows up. She's just standing there, and Estrada's girlfriend's like "fuck you" and shoots at her, right? <laughs> and it hits a mirror, and then you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, she's standing behind a mirror." But then Estrada's girlfriend proceeds to fire off 
I th- it can't be any less than 12 shots. <laughs> and all 12 of them, the most fucking mirrors in the house I've ever seen. All 12 of them are just hitting mirrors. And finally she's out of bullets and Edie's like, I know what kind of gun that is and you have no bullets left. And, and, and it zooms to her and she's just standing in the doorway. So it's like, <laughs> she's standing how, right in front of her. She event that confused as to where she's aiming. Like, she's standing right in front of her and just based on every... And there's a mirror right next to her and nothing looks like it's real except for her. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And why does she have a house of mirrors in her bathroom? Exactly. Why is there so many mirrors there? 45 that you, that mirrors. You, Sean, can you imagine even if there wasn't someone trying to kill you, how how distorting that would be? Just like anybody walking into that room? A fucking panic attack every Take, single time. Taking a bath, you get out, you just fucking slip and die. You have no clue what's happening. <laughs> so disoriented. Oh my god. We're setting up for the big showdown now. Um, uh, uh, Nicole goes to the bathroom. <laughs> this movie, I love this movie because, dude, you have no concept of time or, or where people are or who they're with. It's so confusing. And honestly, they seem just as confused as I did because there's multiple scenes where they're like, hey, where where are they? <laughs> and all anyone says in the dialogue is like, you know where they are. It's like, no, I, I don't think you do. I <laughs> I don't think you have an answer. Um, Because for some reason, they go to the hotel because they're going to confront Estrada, right? And for whatever reason, Nicole's like, you know, Nicole's like, I got to use the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom. And the two hitmen are for some reason in drag just hanging out in the bathroom. (laughs) And Nicole fucking kills them. I love it. Fucking I love it. And then one of the male agents comes in and is like, this is what happens in the ladies' room? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You fucking bozo. (laughs) Oh, my God. Meanwhile, uh, one of the girls, again, keeps being like, what about the missile launcher? And they're like, why do we need a, why would we ever need a missile launcher? Well, that means we're going to need it. (laughs) Sean, 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 I I would honestly argue, though, when, when it's finally used... It was the most unnecessary time in the entire movie to have used that that way. Not only is it the... (laughs) It's the most unnecessary time, and she uses all four missiles. All four rockets! (laughs) (laughs) They took down a plane with one round. (laughs) The scene she uses it is Shooting a guy point blank. It would have killed her as well. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Estrada is playing the Bond villain. He's on stage and he's like, I've got the attorney general. Come get your mom, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's all split up. I don't know where everyone is. They just keep encountering each other and being like, we got news. And the other one's being like, yeah, us too. There is no news. (laughs) There is none. There is none. (laughs) Oh my god. Um... Dana, uh, oh, oh, Donna is walking around with a fucking missile launcher in, in the casino looking for Estrada. Like, it's a handgun. She's holding, like, she's turning corners like police do to clear with a missile launcher. <laughs> with a missile launcher. Dude, even if she, like, accidentally hit the trigger, she'd be fucking dead. Like, it would hit a wall and she'd be fucking dead. Um, but that, that's not, that, no one's concerned with that. Um, but we do cut to, uh, 
the, the agent Shane, who was given one of the larger guns yes. during that scene. Joe, this guy can't stand up on two feet for more than like five seconds. He keeps slipping and falling and, and shooting and missing. And I, I, I thought it was a gag. I dude, I couldn't figure out because it was never. This was never <laughs> shown in the rest of the movie. But suddenly, it's like, oh, get it? Shane sucks at everything. And I was like, well, why did we give him the biggest fucking gun? <laughs> well, it comes in the handy, right? Does it? Because, well, he slips. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, because because Danny Trejo shows up. Right. And this fucking chasing idiot. Yeah. And this bumbling idiot is going after him, and the guy slips. And because he has that big gun, it fucking fires at a sandbag that, that's, you know, holding up a light, like like in a Looney Tune. Right. And it falls, and it nearly misses Trejo. Trejo. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking, the entire <laughs> beam comes down and just absolutely crushes Trejo. And it honestly looks disgusting. Dude, it was such a good effect. It was crazy. It was actually disgusting. Like you said, the, uh, he is mangled under that thing. And Trejo's dead by pure luck. Yes. And Shane's like, gotcha. And so he's like, what? You fucking fell. Well, this is it. This is the end. Donna encounters Estrada and his, her mom, who's being held hostage. And uh, she uses the magician's button to, to shoot her mom down a hole. Fun fact, Donna was not a magician and did not work with the magician. So, I don't know why she thought that would work, but... <laughs> but it did. But it did. Um, and then as the mom is only four feet away from Estrada, just below him, Donna shoots four fucking missiles at a man, maybe (laughs) five feet away from her. I'm going to kill everyone in that room. Everyone in the room. And then the mom goes, where'd you learn to shoot like that? Are you serious? It is a missile at point blank rate. Anyone could shoot that. Just pull the trigger. Dude, <laughs> your your two year old son could do that. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. He's two, right? He is. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, it's over. They say they uh they catch the Japanese aircraft, which we don't really know anything about. That like that was hardly discussed. That guy showed up in the very beginning, and in. We just knew that that plane was uh, like refueling there. You know, you know, it didn't show up at the very beginning. Well, they uh, they confront the Japanese aircraft, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, we're guess who's back? <laughs> and uh, this guy that looks like Easy E pulls up behind the blonde <laughs> agent. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Pulls up behind the blonde agent and is like, I got your back. <laughs> Like whispers that in his ear, and I wasn't even sure if he was a bad guy or not. And it turned out I, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, they, then they have like you know the entire U.S. Army show up. Yeah, the U.S. Army shows up and is like, "We got you guys." <laughs> it's like, wait, I don't even know. 
We, you just exploded everyone in Las Vegas. I don't even know who the fuck these people are. Does it even matter? You just fucking blew up an entire city. Um, but the best part, the very end, that's the end. I mean, that's the fucking end. But there is one end scene where ju- uh, uh, Nicole and Donna running to each other on the beach. <laughs> Baywatch style. And <laughs> they give each other the most awkward high five. It's like the Rocky pose, or, or not the Rocky pose, uh, the Predator. The like Predator, Arnold, yes. But Arnold did not. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Like Dolan. Dolan, you son of a bitch. Something like that. I can't remember. I'm blanking. <sighs> Dolan Duck. <laughs> well, that's it. And then they start, they do that awesome thing that they used to do in the 80s where they just replay the movie. At the end, but with using like three second clips. Yes. <laughs> Which I, is I, how I wish I digested this movie. <laughs> Do you recommend guns for people to watch? Listen, I am very glad that we're branching out and doing horror movies, and movies like this are super fun to me. Uh, I had a blast doing it. So the answer is yes, I do. It's no stone. So the bar is stone cold, right? Stone right. cold. Is going to be very hard to dethrone. Oh is it a stone cold? No. No, not even close. But I do recommend it. <laughs> um, I agree, it, dude. Um, my girlfriend uh, said to me, and she is not somebody that consumes a lot of TV or movies. Um, she said randomly out loud today while I was going through Plex. She was like. Oh, I love the Boz. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, that is so crazy. She's like, Stone Cold is so good. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Stone Cold might be... I'm not, I'm not being facetious. or like Stone Cold might be the greatest movie I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, also, can I tell you something? So, um, our friend Buzz, he is an insane person. He, he, loves, he loves action movies, right? Yes. I mean, is his taste great? No, it's awful. No. It's it's it's, ter- it's, it's terrible. <laughs> but the amount he's seen is crazy. And after we recorded that episode, I texted him and I said, "You have to watch Stone Cold. Like, it's so fucking good with the bot." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember it. I watched it a lot when I was younger." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What?" He's like, "I gotta he revisit said, that." I was like, "What?" The he said fuck? the same thing to me. Same thing to me. What the fuck? I was like, how have you seen... Like, you're the only person on Earth that's seen this. <laughs> like, at that age, too, especially. Like, Right. Yeah. Everyone's kind of rediscovering it, I feel like. But, um, yeah, no, this is no this is no Stone Cold. It's not even close. But, ah, uh, man, it, it's something. It's something. I have a feeling Hard Ticket to Hawaii is really going to be a, a... I am very excited. Very excited for it. I think it might. I, I think it's gonna one up this. Cause I think all, so too. All I can imagine is Estrada had some say in this and was like, "Listen, man, I'm not fucking doing that." But I feel like there's no one in Hard Ticket to Hawaii that's that's gonna deny anything. I, I mean, Hard Ticket to Hawaii is known, right? Nobody knows about guns. Nobody fucking knows about guns. No, nobody. 
Hard Ticket Hawaii, yes. And, and I think there's a reason for that, and I'm very excited to find out the reason. <laughs> um, the thing about guns, too, uh, and, and I mean maybe Andy Sedaris in general, which is um, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, not interested. When I was watching this, I was like, dude, this when you watch a movie and they make fun of an action movie, like they have a fake action movie on in the background or, or something like that, or they're spoofing an action movie within their movie. It's basically an Andy Sedaris movie, right? Like right. it's so over the top and crazy. And that's what this was. It was a fake action movie. That was, it was a real action movie though. Yes. I, that is actually a perfect summary of it, of this. It's like everything that yeah. you would expect to be spoofed, except he was being 100% serious. Right, because the spoofs are always like, oh, look at these big-breasted women shooting guns and, like, <laughs> things blowing up. And really, when you see an action movie, that's not really what happens. It absolutely does in Andy Sedaris' fucking movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I got I to find this deal. Somebody, um, uh, I'm, I'm a little drunk, so I can't think of th- I can't think straight. Somebody messaged me and asked if we've seen the new Rambo movie. Have you seen that? No. Wait, the newest, newest one? Yes. There was one that came out like a couple of years ago, right? There's one that came out when when I was in college and I loved it. I loved that uh, one. Rambo Last Blood. Uh, they described it as Home Alone meets Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, 2019. Chip, oh, my God. Chip Willis recommended that. One spicy sausage on, on Instagram. Okay, uh, so- that that sells me. I got I to gotta be honest with you. <laughs> Home Alone meets Friday the 13th. I'm so, intrigued. D- the, Rambo, the Rambo from 2008 was, like, Dude. way better than it should have been. Dude, that movie was fucking insane. 50 caliber guns blowing people away. <laughs> dude, oh my god. You know what, dude? I need to revisit that. I forgot about that scene. Because, like, it's like really when you think about Rambo, right? It's like, it it is a political statement. The first one, right? Dude, the first Rambo is about a decorated war vet who can't get the help at home. And, like, you know, it's honestly, like, heart-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and he kind of like has a psychotic break, and, and like you feel bad for him because he should have had more help, right? Right. It's like it's, it's like what are we doing for our vets once they come home? Like we we abandon them, right? And then it just turns into Rambo just <laughs> fucking murdering entire entire country, <laughs> yeah. going in in the two thousand eight when he goes to Burma and just fucking murders <laughs> everyone that lives there. It's ridiculous, dude. Uh, Ram- yeah, you're right. And even Rambo two and three, yeah, like you said, like. The the whole concept was kind of like, hey, hey, uh, Rambo, we saw what you did to our town, so, so we're gonna send you to another country to do that there, <laughs> to do that there. And it's fucking like unbelievable. Um, I've not seen the 2019 one, um, Last Blood, but here here's you can tell it's gonna be a fucking pile of shit because he's wearing. He he's not dressed as Rambo. He's just old Sylvester Stallone. Like, <laughs> like he's wearing like I don't know. Like he's just wearing like normal clothes. Uh, there was a Rambo animated show in '86. That's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> For the kids. <laughs> Who? What child doesn't want to see a Vietnam vet murder people? Um, what, 
I'm trying to... It says future. Is there more coming out? I don't know. Oh my god. Bollywood... In May 2013, Original Entertainment confirmed to have sealed a five-picture deal with Millennium Films to produce Bollywood remakes of First Blood, The Expendables, I don't know why these other ones are in here, 16 Blocks, 88 Minutes, and Brooklyn's Finest. Wow. With the prediction, oh, dude, give me, give me that, baby. I want to see the Bollywood First Blood. Oh, my God. Um... Wow. Stallone has expressed interest... Oh my god, Joe. <laughs> Still, first of all, let's just say that the last movie was in 2019, and <laughs> it's called Last Blood. Stallone has expressed interest in having Rambo take refuge in an Indian reservation for the sixth Rambo film. In June 2020, Stone briefly elaborated on the idea, stating... If I ever did another one, I think he would go back to the Indian reservation that he grew up on because he has Indian family. Cool. Okay. Is it Rambo shooting up casinos? <laughs> People are trying to build a casino on the reservation. That's what like, he's taking that. Dude, an Indian reservation would be like, please get away. Like, we already have it hard enough. Like, <laughs> can you please fucking leave us alone? <laughs> Oh, I got to get this 2019 one, though. I haven't seen this two or three in forever, though. Do you remember them? No, I I really want to revisit them. All right. I'll, I'll have to get those for us. Um, Anyway, that was a fucking tangent from just somebody being like, you should watch the new one. Um, <laughs> So sorry about that. Well, that's the end of this episode, guys. Thank you all uh, for your support. The orders are going out. I appreciate everyone's patience with that because I, I felt fucking bad. That took way too long. Um, but moving and packing packages was a fucking nightmare. Um, and this Saturday, patreon.com slash I hate horror. Uh, Mangle tier expert members get to, to come on in for free. We are doing hard ticket to Hawaii. And uh, that'll be our new episode for this week. We're taking the week off because Joe is moving Sunday. So um, that'll be that, that'll be it for the week. We'll be doing that. We'll release something new um, for, for general audiences. But um, Patreon members, um, Mingled here, you'll get the live show. And then we'll release it as a, a bonus episode also to Patreon after. Um, so... That's that. Uh, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. Instagram.com slash I hate horror. Um, Twitter at I hate horror show. And that's it. Joe, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram, Boognish1985. That's it, guys. Oh, what are we going to do when we uh, come back? Or should we leave it a surprise for now? Uh, let's leave it a surprise. Leave it a surprise. All right. We'll find something. We'll find something. We get a lot of, we got a lot of requests. Nothing but trouble. Dude, is that what it's called? Nothing but trouble? <laughs> yeah. That's a horror movie, man. I'm sorry. Like, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> do you agree with that or no? Dude, I mean, Dan Aykroyd's makeup is fucking disgusting. I, I do not agree. It's a horror film. But... <laughs> really? I mean, I haven't seen yeah. it since I was a kid. Dude, it's in a 1991 American black comedy horror film. <laughs> did, did... It's not a fucking movie. Joe, but, it is right. fucking, that is horrifying. That movie is fucking terrifying. <laughs> if you say so.
I've watched it recently. It's not. <laughs> well, like, I would put it, like, with People Under the Stairs. Is that a horror movie? Yes. Uh, Sean, you would not. Fucking watch it. You would not put it with People Under the Stairs. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't seen it in decades. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're 100 um, It's going to be. It's just a bunch of people that go to this, like, abandoned amusement park, and then Dan Aykroyd's disgusting prosthetic makeup ass shows up. He's like, hey, you got to roll. Gonna eat the sausage and ride this roller coaster. And Digital Underground shows up and performs the same song. There's nothing scary about this. <laughs> That's my favorite synopsis of that movie I've ever heard. <laughs> Alright, fine. Alright. <laughs> Whatever. Alright. Um That's all I've got. So guys, see you Saturday. Super excited. I'm so fucking pumped. Um it's gonna be the best time. I love live shows now. All right, me too. Me too. Oh, it's gonna be so good, guys. So dude, see- even when quor- dude, even when quarantine ends, like I want to do live shows in person, obviously. But uh, I- I'm still down to do this. No, we're gonna keep it going. Except when quarantine ends, we'll just do it side by side. Yeah. All right. So we don't have to do like camera. It'll be great. It'll be great. And then Paul will be our bartender, as we discussed in Patreon or on the Instagram live. Um, he'll just be at the bar disgruntledly scrubbing the bar with a rat. <laughs> he kind of agreed to it. <laughs> Alright guys. Thank you so much. Um appreciate all the support. It's it's always amazing. Um as always. And uh that's it. So for Joe, this is Sean Stay Weird. Thank you. Adios Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced.